2: Ain't that I am Steph on this episode? Today you know, the thought you share is great, you know Hey Soul Sister, we don't wanna miss a single thing you do Jim Knight Hey hey, you, hey, you Jason hey, Derulo. Hey hey, hey, hey. Jason I'm, now? Sorry? Gotta I'm sorry. S- you got sorry. You got to say your name at the end of every <laughs> beginning of every song. Anything that rhymes with night, <laughs> I do. That's
0: awesome. That's
2: Welcome awesome. everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Thoughts That Rock. It is the podcast that is about exchanging two. I'm not talking about one, but two pieces of life-changing advice yep. squeezed into about a half an hour. That's just it. You uh you survived Black Friday. I did, I did, because I didn't go out. I stayed home and ate leftovers from Cracker Barrel.
0: You know, (laughs) of course you did. You know that Black Friday, I mean, with Amazon now, it's
2: like, why why get Why even go out? I know. It's stupid. It is ridiculous.
0: I just end up wanting to punch people, and that's not very festive. Exactly. So I stay at home and scream at the television like a normal... New Englander would exactly.
2: Right? I sleep in and wake up around noon and eat some stuffing. That's right from tell, Cracker Barrel. Tell, <laughs> tell them about tell them about our friends at Cannonball Kids. Cancer. They're fantastic. I think most people probably know who they are. We support them quite a bit. It's Cannonball Kids Cancer. They basically fight to find treatment options for kids who've basically been told that they run out of options. They've run out of options. And so if you're interested in helping them out, go to CannonballKidsCancer.org. They're fantastic. Yeah, be an option for these kids. They need it. Yeah. Listen, we know that you're extremely busy
0: and you only have a limited amount of time to get these little nuggets of wisdom to amp up your life. So we don't know what you're doing right now. Maybe you're shucking corn. I love. I love that word. Shuck. Shucking corn. <laughs> yes. Maybe you're doing CrossFit. Mm. I hate CrossFit. Mm. Or maybe you're, I don't know, you're waiting for your teenager to wake up at noon. Right? <laughs> That's very half likely the day either. is already gone. <laughs> it doesn't really matter what you're doing. We're about to give you the 30 minutes you've been looking forward to all week. Les Rock. Let's do it. <laughs>
2: Yes, our guest today is Steph Grant, who's a great friend of mine. I've known her for over a decade. Steph is a phenomenal photographer. She's got her own digital agency, appropriately called Steph Grant Studios, and is operated by a powerhouse team of female creatives specializing basically in executive media shots and conferences and She's also the founder of the Promote Love Movement, which we can talk about. But first off, Steph, welcome to Fonts That Rock.
1: Hey, friends. Thanks for having me. So good to be here.
2: So you can get Steph's full biography uh, in the show notes. We'll have those posted up there. But, Brant, I did want to share just a couple of cool facts. First off, she's really known for being the first LGBTQ wedding photographer in the industry And honestly, for photographing the very first lesbian Indian wedding in the US, like that hadn't been done before. And that thing went viral in 2013. And I think, um, Steph, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but you had something like 81,000 people on your website in that day, right? Something crazy like that.
1: That's a good chunk of people.
2: That is, that is. And, uh, you know, she spoke on behalf of the community at a Google event. Um, She was also uh, involved with Revolution Resurgence, which was in New York. Uh, she was the face of uh, Fossil's uh, Pride campaign. You know, she's just been asked several times to share her story and engage in conversations surrounding inclusion and representation in the wedding industry. But I also love this. She was recognized on the Senate floor in California in 2018 for her work in the LGBTQ plus community. And we just couldn't be more thrilled to have you here, Steph. This is, this is fantastic.
1: Thank you so much. It's an honor. I'm, I'm stoked to be here with you all.
2: Steph, you're you're amazing. Like I said, we um I, I can't remember the exact point in time. Where where do we actually meet? I know we've known each other for like ten years.
1: I think it's been a decade and, and you you guys are making me blush with that intro. <laughs> All the smiles over here, so thank you. Um yeah, uh Jim, we met at Summer Brand Camp uh, with T D and Two K, I believe, gotcha. in two thousand twelve. Okay. Because I know that's the first um One of the first conferences I shot along with Women's Food Service Forum. So that was yesteryear, the year of 2012.
2: Yes, yes. Well, that's actually when I left Hard Rock. So I I will remember that now going forward. Summer Brain Camp, which was an awesome event. That's part of uh, Wally and Joni Doolin's uh, conference lineup. I don't know that they do that anymore, but uh, it's part of TD and 2K's group. I remember that.
1: Yeah, they don't do it anymore, but I think we're all on the edge of our seats hoping they'll bring it back. <laughs> I think there's hope.
2: If they don't, we've got to start something. We need a reunion of some point.
1: It will definitely involve a flash mob.
2: So, uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> which for those that don't know, thank you for bringing it up. Actually, we'll have to put that in the show notes. There's probably some video on YouTube somewhere. We used to do these <laughs> things. You know, I guess most people would know a flash mob. Uh, but mm-hmm. a flush mob is when we have some performances, which Brant you would know, it would include Alan Schaefer and Brandon Hill from from some of the background that you've been a part of, and we would perform songs in the bathroom. And so oh. it was a flush mob and we would tweet out and people would show up and we'd perform some three part harmony in a restroom, in case you I, know. I,
0: so <laughs> yeah. I swear to you, I thought the both of you said "flesh mob," and, well, I, and a, I am literally you, going, "What the hell?" That is another is one. <laughs> yes, yes, and again, a totally
2: different show. A totally
0: so different.
1: Keeping your listeners on their toes.
0: You know, yes. I've heard things that happen at summer camp, yes. but but um, <laughs> this is not what I was
2: expecting from that. No, that conference. No. That is a totally different uh, story okay. for, for a different time. Thank
1: Perhaps God, we've, we've said too much. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. already right.
2: And <laughs> the end of the show Let's go ahead and play the outro <laughs> And we're done Interesting nice sponsors to <laughs> For today's show <laughs> Yes <laughs> So uh, you know how things work here Steph I mean versus that traditional Interview style On a lot of other podcasts We love to get right to the point And, uh, and hopefully provide Some awesome pieces of advice So we're going to leave The floor open to you What is your thought that rocks?
1: Thoughts that rock Number, number. one Let's talk about it. My thought that rocks. With a large following comes great responsibility. Use your platform for good. Hmm. Um, It would have been very easy for me to use a Brene Brown quote or these, these people that I admire so much, but I think it is important to use our voices when we feel like we can and when we have something to say and if we're in a place to. So I decided to go with my very own quote.
2: Yes, I love it.
1: Love it. Um, I know Scott Stratton might cringe at that, but I love Scott. <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to talk to you. kind of mentioned the, the going viral situation in 2013. And, you know, going viral is not always as glamorous as it may seem. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in, especially if you're not completely out of the closet yet. Hmm. And I would, I would photograph LGBT weddings. And, you know, the standard protocol is to put them on my website and tell the story, story of the couple and uh, my experience with them. And I did the same thing for this wedding. It was a wedding that I shot in Los Angeles. And about a month into it, I remember being in a meeting. And I came out of the meeting and my phone was blowing up and I didn't have any type of following back then I think the only email I would get was probably just you know either from like my parents or something <laughs> right. you know there was no notifications and it was it was crazy and so I looked at it and there were emails from Huffington Post and Mashable and Cosmo asking to interview me and I'm like what is happening I don't know what's happened and then I had messages from friends back back home saying you've gone viral you've gone and I was like Freaking out because I don't know what this means. Well, what like, does that mean? Have, <laughs> right. What does this even mean? Gross. It's, Should I, I see a even, doctor? Like, exactly. <laughs> it sounded pretty sketchy. Um, and you know I This is. This was me still starting my business out. I didn't really have any money I was living off of, you know, the top ramen and egg a waffle diet. <laughs> and so this was like completely unexpected. Um, she's like, you have thousands of notes on Tumblr. I was like, I don't even have a Tumblr. What is what is the meaning of this all? And so I go to check like the whole thing out and my website is crashed, like completely gone Since GoDaddy, you know, has a limit of how many people can go on your website. Yes. Um, And so when 81,000 people are on your website in one day, it doesn't go over very well. So um, it it was very unexpected. At that point, I really had to make a decision. a a big decision in my career. And personally, am I going to start marketing myself as an LGBTQ wedding photographer? Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad I did, but I had to make that decision pretty much overnight. Um, and I did all of these interviews, started marketing, remark- marketing myself as an LGBT photographer. And that entire next year, I said, any wedding that I do, I'll give a portion to the Trevor Project. Love it. And I was booked solid for that next year. And around that same time, I started doing conferences as well um, and started the nonprofit shortly after that, because I'm, I'm getting these messages from kids in India. I still do years later saying, thank you for showing this love story. How can I come out to my parents? You know, thank you for helping us feel less alone in this. And I've got, I think the the most notable one and most important one for me was uh, this gentleman in India messaged me saying, after seeing your wedding images and this love story, I can no longer deny the LGBTQ community the love that they deserve. And I'm ashamed of my previous stance. And so these, this, wedding took off and really unexpectedly changed minds softened hearts and you know is saving lives to this day and it seems so seems like a big thing but it's true any conversation we start in our everyday lives whether we're part of the community or an ally could eventually save a life you know because we are using our voices for the good and our platforms for the good
2: i love that love it yeah
0: what is the, the Trevor project that yeah. you mentioned?
1: So the Trevor project, um, it is, and I can send you the link on it too. It's a like suicide prevention for the LGBT community. Gotcha. Really short of it. And there, there's a crisis hotline and they're really doing a lot for um, kids, for the LGBT community, for adults, really, really anyone who needs help. You know.
0: So uh, my question, Steph, is this, I, I, first of all, it's amazing. Yeah, it is I, I absolutely love it. And I look at this and, and you know, you were basically facing a crossroads where you were forced to make a decision um that maybe you weren't ready to quite make yet. Right. Um, but what I do wanna point out is that when we when we find ourselves in those situations which which happen probably more often than we think, where we're sort mm-hmm. of in this position where we have to make a decision, we still have a choice and you chose to make this specific decision. And I, I guess what I want to know is how how did you go about it? What was the, the process in your head that you said, you know, because listen, you could have just, for, for most people, when you go viral, they're mm-hmm. looking to cash in, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that could have been what you did as well. It could have been the easy way out. Oh gosh, I'm just going to all of a sudden, I'm going to ride this wave of publicity to book as many gigs as I can and make as much money as I can. Mm. But, but you thought beyond that to, to really the responsibility piece of this. Right. Um, How did you stop and pause and have that conversation enough to say, this is the direction I want to go.
1: Right. It was it, that part of it was a pretty easy decision because I knew immediately that this was my first experience with bringing people together, you know, and really knowing what it felt like to um, not be alone. And so to have all of those people coming together from around the world, I think my experience growing up very, very religious, I didn't necessarily have a voice and have um, a community that was healthy and I did did a lot of things alone, you know. And, and if I would have had that support system, it would have helped me a lot. Hmm. And so I think that's where my mind went to, that if I delete this blog post because I'm freaking out and I want to just be private and alone and scared and, you know, living um, with this fear mentality, then I am doing not only myself a disservice, but like all of these people who are trying to find their voice as well, and desperately searching for that connection. So I think it was a really easy um, decision to keep that conversation going and to bring people together. And that I think was more of my mindset rather than the money, because honestly, the the money part of it, like when something goes viral too, and it's not on a platform that can support it, like YouTube or Facebook, it was my personal website. (laughs) There is a thing called an overage bandwidth fee that can cost $5,000. And right. it, so I was actually out money, you know, but it doesn't, it's just so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than that and in, in really f- fostering those relationships. And I was searching for that still at that point in my life. And I still am where I needed that community just as much as everyone else did. You know? So I think now that I do have a following, that is what I look forward to every day is, is that connection and making people um, helping people to feel less alone in their life.
0: Well, you know, for, as someone who is, who has admired your work um, for quite a while now and, and, you know, you've been able to photograph some of our friends and, and just being able to capture uh the soul right being able to capture that that lightning in a bottle that is why you take so many pictures so that you can get that one right that 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 Mm -hmm. tells the story in the way of which you want it told um i think that that is uh that's part again of your responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like that's right. uh, as a, uh, the the best photographers that I've ever worked with, that's the goal. It's to tell the story and because mm-hmm. it's a story that doesn't end after you click the camera, right? It's a it's, sto- it's a story that continues and goes on and on and can be looked at for generations to come and the first right. thing they want to know is what's the story. And right. so if they can get sort of the the idea of what was happening at that moment and you capture the emotion in that moment then the story is told with such power that you can influence people long after you know your your session is done
1: that Uh, is that's exactly it you hit the nail on the head i think that the important part is really not going into a gig thinking what photos can i get for myself or my portfolio you know it's really um getting to know your subject even before like we were talking about earlier um with Scott Stratton yeah, and when h- him and Allison brought me out to Vegas to do their branding session and I've known Scott for a while, but we we've never really, um, sat down and talked, you know, heart to heart except like right before that, while we were, while they, um, we met in Vegas, we were just having normal conversation in their hotel room and he told me that they actually got married in Vegas and didn't have, you know, a wedding photo. I think they had a selfie maybe from, from that wedding. And I remember hearing that. And as we were driving, doing their branding session, they're like, Oh, that's where we got married. So I told the Uber driver, let's pull over, you know, and I got them this wedding shot that is just, it's, I love it. It's incredible. And that's awesome. You know, it's, it's those little moments that where they're not going to benefit you in any way, but you're just remembering an important piece of information in someone's story and like filing that away to where when it comes up you're like oh my gosh let's do this really quick and it gives them this tangible um like photo that they can look back on for life you know and remember that whole story of um not only their wedding but then you know the story of of him and I talking and just our whole history, you know, and remembering that moment and that experience.
2: i tell you, this is why you are the way you are. I, you know, you almost need photographers that are constantly on the lookout for stuff like that, because for them, it's a, you know, it's a moment they're just reminiscing and you're going, how can I capture that? And not only exactly. pre, you know, some of the weddings that you're doing now, you're trying to go, how can I get back to the soundtrack of their life? How can I capture that moment for them? So true. And it sort of keeps it going. It's, you know, I've used this quote before and I I talk about a single person with a great idea can start a revolution. And I I was thinking Mm. about, you know, the point with the, uh, the person from India, I think you were saying that they came back and said, you know, this is how I used to believe. And now through your photos, I've changed my mind. You've, you've started a revolution and, and, you know, I'd love for you to talk here in just a moment about promote love movement, but Mm -hmm. I I will say this, you know, it's not just celebrities like Elon Musk or, or Richard Branson or Angelina Jolie. You know, we have close friends of ours who live their daily lives like that personally and professionally, Mm -hmm. the Kat Coles of the world, the Amanda Hyde, Joni Doolin, you know, they, they go out of their way to do exactly what your thought is. They've Mm-hmm. You know, in their own way, they've got large followings. They've got huge responsibility, but they're exactly. using their platform for good. And so, you know, first off, I just I commend you a lot. But you you don't just sit on the sidelines. It isn't just through a couple pictures. You're living this daily. And so, can can you tell everybody you you know what the uh, the promote love movement is?
1: Sure. Um, before that, do you mind if I touch really of quick course. on uh, you mentioned Cat and you mentioned Amanda and. I remember when I shot Women's Food for- Service Forum for the first time, seeing Kat speak on stage and thinking in my mind, and I was very, very timid back then and honestly had no idea what I was doing. And I remember seeing <laughs> her and thinking, I don't know who that is, but I need to know her. I need to know her story. And one day I'm going to photograph her and-, and I would love to like be her friend. I remember like thinking that in my mind. And that was 2012. And then fast forward... Two years, she hired me to do her media shots in Atlanta, that is and then so fast awesome. forward two years to 2016, I was in, at Burning Man in the middle of the playa <laughs> desert, photographing her wedding, and yeah. it's just it's come full circle. And I, I went the Wendy Davidson of the world and Cat Cole, like I admire them so much and what they're doing and the good that they're doing in the world. And Wendy with Kellogg's and their their um, organization and what they're doing for the LGBT community with K pride and allies, it's just such an inspiration. And I owe so much of who I am and what I'm doing to those women that were first, um, on my radar in 2012, but, uh, the promote love movement that started shortly after, maybe within a year of that wedding going viral. And I kept getting messages about, um, the LGBT community who were raised in a religious environment and um, it wasn't talked about very much. And there were, there's a lot of shame surrounding that and there can be a lot of trauma. And I started the promote love movement mostly as a way for the LGBT community raised in any religious environment to come together and share their stories, whether those are positive or whether those are negative, but just to have, That platform and that connection with others and our allies to come together and make that bond and go out into the world and and promote love. And maybe take that negativity that we've experienced and repurposing that to put out good into the world. Yeah,
0: yeah, Uh, you know, uh, so. First of all, everyone just mentioned they're forces of nature, right? They're like literal walking hurricanes of love that uh, you hope that you can get near um, for, uh, every now and then, and and some y- of them have been on the show and yeah, will be. We've got that's them scheduled, right. you
2: know, a lot of a lot of the that's people right.
0: you just said, and that's that's amazing. What what I love about this is this: as a photographer, I always come back, you know, because to me, Steph, you you know, you're an artist, right? And so you have to, um, you're constantly looking at things through an artist lens. Mm-hmm. And part of the thing that I often find, so as a producer in the music world, um, there's a fine line between putting your thumbprint on a project and um, letting, letting sort of what happens in the room be what happens in the room. So I think that that's a line that you often, I would imagine, have to walk as a photographer of how much of yourself do you put in while letting the story unfold in real time mm-hmm. as it is. Mm-hmm. But I look at that and I and I say this: um, with a large following comes great responsibility, and use your platform for good. So, as a photographer, whether you like it or not, you are writing yourself into the narrative of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening whether you like it or not, right? So, so. It's true you have a choice to be a conscious creator or an unconscious creator. And I think one of the things that that I see in every photograph you take is those things that matter most to you. And so those themes, those values are bleeding out of the photographs in such a profound way. It's what separates your photos from everybody else's. It's because I look at that and I go, yes, I get that. I feel that. And that is something right. that when we look at 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 a even this idea of with great responsibility, um, when you have a larger following to do something for good, it's it's not necessarily, Hey, I'm going to do this for good and shine a light on this story that I want told, or I'm going to raise this ish- issue of awareness um, mm-hmm. because it can be just being authentically you and letting that come out and and, 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 in such a profound way that it captures people's hearts. And I think that mm. we don't think of that as doing something using the platform for good, but in reality, right. you do it with every photo you take.
1: Oh, thank That's a huge compliment. Thank you so much. It's, you know, I think it, it really happened because when I picked up a camera, I didn't, I didn't go to school for it or anything. I just wanted to, you know, meet people mm-hmm. and take their photo and share their stories. That was my only goal when quitting the co- corporate world. And through that, I had no idea that I would find my voice through photography and through other people and taking you know, taking their story and documenting that, but also being able to share that that connection and that moment with them really allowed me to find myself. And I think that people watching from the beginning of my career felt like they were involved and felt felt like they were included in my story because they are, you know, and I think that's why um, people enjoy what I do is because it's relatable and they feel something inside of themselves when they see my work of others, um, whether that's a, a portrait or a love story. And I just I think that is that is important and I never want to lose that.
2: Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now that uh everybody who looks at those photos, and this is gonna be so great. I mean, in the show notes we, we can't do a lot of attachments in there, but mm-hmm. um, you know, we certainly are gonna have people take a, a look at some of your stuff. You'll you'll let us know where to go and take, you know, a, a peek at some of those photos. But yeah, what what you just said I think is the perfect setup. It's a great segue to I think our thought, which I think is gonna complement with yours when you're talking about a platform for good, there's something that you can then go and do right after that. And so Brant, you, you would pull this uh, this quote. What is our thought that rocks? Thoughts that rock number two.
0: So our thought that rocks is this. Give without expectation. Um, I've seen this several places. I, I see it probably most uh, expressed through uh, Gary V. Gary um platform, uh, where he is a huge, huge believer in this, that you have to give without expectation. Um, the minute that you apply expectations, you're sort of tainting the gift. And, um, and I, as you look, especially as you, if you're successful enough to have a large following, um, I think this becomes even more important. Right. And, and honestly, maybe you could make the argument that it's easier um, to give without expectations when you have, <laughs> as opposed to maybe the have-nots mm-hmm. who are who are looking to to get to that next level and, and whatever it might be that they are attending this thing because they expect that it might let them get further in their career or they want to interview this person or they want to make a connection or network over in that area because there's some expectation instead of just doing it because it's the right thing to do, right? And so- right with the idea of using your platform for good and understanding the responsibility that comes. um, How do you feel about that with regards to expectations?
1: Yeah, I think if we go into it with that end result of, well, maybe they'll hire me to do something or it's about money or, you know, it's a self-serving thing. You're really setting yourself up for failure as well. And it's not going to be this genuine, authentic connection in the first place. So I was at, um I go to solo movies. Anytime I'm in town I take myself on a solo date and somehow I always end up meeting a new person and leaving with a friend at a movie. Like I don't know how that happens but it's I met this older couple at the last movie I was with and you know we just started started talking about our upbringing and um, found out we had the same um we went to the same high school back in the day and if I was going into every conversation thinking, what can I get from this, you know, without giving of my time and energy, it just, it it, it doesn't feel good. It yeah. doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, I think that then we miss the point. We're missing the point of that connection and really um, not present in that moment because we're thinking of the end result. And uh, there are a lot of times where those people that I meet will come around years later and remember that moment and hire me to do a conference or a gig because they remember that moment but if you're going into it with that expectation it's it first of all it doesn't feel right Right. and it's just not gonna it's doing everyone a disservice really
2: well that's the point right because you weren't expecting it but look all that all that awesomeness comes around and so whether people at some point, it might be five, ten years, you know, down the road, that there's some mm-hmm. awesome byproduct that comes out of it. That's not the reason right. to do it. It's just fantastic when it does, and it's right. You know, it's that karma rule. I, you know, when I was working at Hard Rock and I was there for about 21 years, I, I, I do know that there is not a single. Marketing initiative that that brand ever did that didn't have some sort of a philanthropic charity component to it, but mm-hmm. we never stood up and and pounded on our chest and screamed and said, "Look at all this awesomeness and why we're doing it." They right. would just do it because they thought it was the right thing to do. Now, in that case, you know that is a business. They're they're all about trying to make as much profit as possible, but you know, it's sort of my belief, I would love to make as much money as possible so that I could give away as much as possible. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it goes all the way back to your thought too. you know, they have a large following, they have great responsibility, but they wanted to use their platform for good. Does that mean something great is going to happen out of it? Sure. And when you tack it on with Gary V's quote, and and Brant, he probably said it with a cuss word or two in there. But (laughs) if you give right without the expectation, and you have this what we talk about all the time, this abundance mentality versus scarcity instead of thinking mm. there's only so much to go around there's only so many pieces of the pie and there are people that still think like that it amazes me where if you come into it with going i got enough i got plenty and i can share and there are people less fortunate or to going back to step to your point i can provide a service a, a product or just a feeling for somebody to feel good about themselves and maybe mm. they couldn't get that anywhere else i think that's that's part of the joy that that's what fills your, your, the hole perhaps in your soul.
1: Right. I think about, it reminds me of Paul Walker and how much in his lifetime before he passed away, how much he gave away Yeah. and no one really knew about it until after he passed away and people started coming out of the woodwork talking about this man and how generous he was with his time and his money. And I think that really like if you're having to sing your own praises or put, put things on social media and, Amp yourself up. You're you're in it for the wrong reasons. People will sing your praises, you know, for you if you're in the right headspace. You so, know, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Like I think that really, if you just got to give in little ways, it doesn't have to be even if you don't have money. You know, you can give of your time or by starting conversations, like we were talking before. Every little bit counts when you're, you know, making time for good and um, giving. Yeah, even in small ways it's it's life-changing
0: it is yes. it is i was actually able to witness this with steph um last year so so last year i spoke at a conference uh for the professional photographers of america oh yeah uh, called imaging usa Yep. um awesome just an awesome conference right over mm-hmm. over ten thousand photographers coming to gather together, and and I got that opportunity from actually one of our our friends Jeffrey Shaw, who's a uh, an upcoming uh, yeah. guest on the show, who is a, again a, another phenomenal photographer in his history as well as well as speaker now. But uh, Scott Stratton happened to be the the big keynote. Now Scott, for those of you who don't know, uh, is is a, a monster in the speaking world. He yep. is Hall of mm-hmm. Fame, uh, literally one of the best speakers on the planet. And he um he was giving this huge keynote. And so in the middle of his keynote, he actually, without Steph knowing it, uh asks if Steph is in the room and she is hiding in the back with her camera. (laughs) Lurking lurking in the shadows. Lurking. That's right. And uh and and Scott sort of calls out to her and and shows some of these images that she just had taken of him. And it was such this beautiful moment because first of all, Steph had no idea that this was happening. Right. And we are standing, I
1: had to like pick myself up off the ground. I think I passed out thrice. (laughs) There was like
0: over 3000 people in this room and you know, she looks like a prairie dog in the middle of a, you know, (laughs) just sort of popping up very gingerly uh, Mm -hmm. among the crowd. But, but what I love about that was, there was no, you know, when Steph first started to take the photos, there was nothing, no no expectation, right? Yeah. She just was a great friend. She just was someone who was invested in their story. Mm-hmm. And so because she was listening and because she knew and heard that they didn't get those original photos from their wedding, she stops an Uber driver, like who's probably going, what's happening yeah. and, and has them, you know, Take this picture of Scott holding Allison and just it captures it with the sun setting. It's just like this amazing photograph that now. You know, you, they always say you never get a chance to go back and do that first impression again, yeah. but that's not always true, right? Because not, not she was able to recreate yeah. a moment that was lost. And that to me is such a powerful thing. But here you fast forward to uh, you know, a year or so later and here she is standing in the middle and Scott's just raining praise down <laughs> for all of the right reasons. So and, and Steph, that turns into you having people come up to you without you self-promoting without you saying, Hey, look, I'm all of that and a bag of chips. You're Mm -hmm. like, Oh my gosh. You were completely surprised. We could see it on your face and and, beside
1: myself. But that
0: turned into some real genuine relationships that you walked away with from that. Right.
1: It did. And that, that was one of, if not the most proud I have ever been in my entire life. It was one of those moments that I will look back on and just Beam from ear to ear. I cannot, I cannot believe that happened. It was, it was life changing. Incredible. Wow,
2: I wish I would have been there, with ten thousand <gasps> photographers. Somebody had to have taken a pic. Right? <laughs> you would <hope>. I think, <laughs> I, think I
1: think someone did. And the thing he said that really people were tweeting about and kind of tagging. He said nobody can tell a story like Steph because no one is Steph. And wow. I think that's an important takeaway because any of us can be a storyteller. That's the beauty of it. Like, it's not just me. You know, I think that anyone who has a voice and has an opinion on something and has a dream can really use that storytelling for good in their own way and tell it in a unique way because no one is that person. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's the unique thing. So, so in the, you'll, you'll laugh at this stuff in the, uh speaker's world um there's a s there's a very well known story the starfish story uh <laughs> that that is the story of you know there's a bunch of starfishes on the beach and you know the person was trying to throw them back, and it goes into this whole deal. And it's this: well, if I saved that one, or I made a difference for that one that I threw back, and it is mm-hmm. like lambasted in this in in the speaking community. It's like the it's the equivalent of brown eyed girl, right? You do not, <laughs> you do not tell that story. Um, and uh, but in the photographer world, so in the music world for album covers, there is one. There's a starfish story. Uh, similar in in the photography part and it's all about a railroad track photo oh my gosh if you have an album cover with you're on a railroad track it's the equivalent of the starfish story and i i I have one my first my first record is is called circus life and it's (laughs) me walking on a railroad track and we all Uh. have those things so here comes the great responsibility part photographers yes
2: do not take photos on railroad tracks Don't and do it's
1: it. it's 10 times worse when you have part of it saturated and part desaturated. Yeah, yes. <laughs> oh, my. Oh man.
0: The only <laughs> railroad tracks I want to see photos of now are like snidely whiplash recreations with the the maiden tied up, you know, yes. uh, getting ready and, and the hero coming to save the day. I don't want to see your band standing on a railroad track. I don't. Oh, I'm sa- we I've should said
1: do it. a whole series
2: making fun of it. <laughs> yes. You did it, Brandon. I mean, it. you got snidely whiplash into the show so that's right. today drinks are on me that's <laughs> He's right. the one that
1: had that dog that would like bite arms and wheeze.
2: <laughs> yes yes, totally. yes. That. just oh, constantly gosh. twisting his mustache so right? so steph i know you've got a lot of things going on i said we we really want to push people to see uh, some of your awesomeness um first off where can people stay connected to you and and take a pick at these great shots that we're talking about
1: yeah, that'd be that'd be awesome. I'd love to stay connected. Um my Instagram account, I have a, a couple. Um it's easy to remember. I'm Steph without the apostrophe.
2: Yeah, you're not telling then, me you're Steph. That is the actual I one know. sorry, I'm
1: I'm Steph. I think I also have like I'm Steph dot com from back in the day when I first like built my first website. It's awesome. Kind of a joke. Kind of a joke now. Um and then Steph Grant Studios um on Instagram as well. Or just, you know. Steph, it's StephGrant.com. Drop me a line. Say hi. And yeah. that's
2: Steph with a ph.
1: With a ph. That's yep. right.
2: Perfect. You got anything oh. that you're working on? Uh, I, I mean, like I said, you're <laughs> so busy, but something that's really cool about to come out?
1: Yeah, I'm. Um, I've been inspired by not only the two of you, but Scott Stratton. I've been listening to way more podcasts, and you know, I think it is important to start talking about more personal things in my life and my story rather than you know, just the work. And I know that a lot of people want to hear um, more on, you know, my upbringing and, you know, starting a business as well. And so I'm going to hopefully try and start a podcast where we talk about, you know, the real life things that make us human. Yeah. Um, and so that I would love to, there's a lot on my plate. I, I want to write yeah, a book there is. eventually. Yeah, um, and still still traveling a lot. I booked a wedding in greece coming up soon we just got back from costa rica so really just traveling and meet new people and live in life it's amazing. documenting stories
2: i love it those are all tax yeah. write-offs too which is fantastic what i'm sorry <laughs> what so sorry <laughs> we'll edit that part out <laughs> steph you know we we can't thank you enough i mean like we said we wanted you to be one of our our early guests um and and it would have even been sooner but again you were just so busy but You're so fantastic and the work that you're doing, both in your personal and professional life is really affecting a lot of people and we're just honored. I mean, we're really, really thrilled that you had a chance to come on and and just spend a, a little bit of time and share the wisdom with us. So thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thanks for starting the conversation. No, I love, I love every second of this. Thank you. It's an honor to, to even get to talk on this podcast. So thank you. Awesome.
2: Well, you're making this feel great. So thank you so much. We look forward to uh, keeping an eye on your journey and uh, we'll catch you next time on Thoughts at Rock.
1: Sounds good. We'll have to have a jam session at some point.
2: We'll do it. Love it. it. We'll talk to you soon. Rock on. All right. Bye,
1: guys.
0: Hey, rock stars! Thanks so much for tuning in. If you
2: liked what you heard, please subscribe to make sure you don't ever miss an episode. And if you're interested in having Brant or me or both of us speak at your event, we're exclusively represented by Kepler Speakers the industry's leading resource for booking conference keynotes. To start your unforgettable experience, go to keplerspeakers.com. Until next time, rock Rock on. on.